lights. It's seven Friday night. Welcome to the Seven Friday Night CIF State Championship Bowl Reactions episode for night one, the second to last night of high school football in the state of California. Ooh. <laughs> I'm Chase Bryson, Managing Editor of Sports Stars, and I'm here with my co-host, Ben Enos. We were recording this in our hotel room at 1.15 a.m. at the end of a long day. And two pretty draining games, to be honest. So we're going to try and get... <laughs> so we're going to try and make this relatively seamless... There's no Coach Edson in this pod, so we've got a shot. Ben, I'm going to start by asking you what your general mindset is right now here in the first hours of Sunday morning in Mission Viejo. Well, first of all, it's Saturday morning. Whatever. (laughs) Second of all, that demonstrates my mindset, which is fatigue. (laughs) Fatigue. Two, uh, Two games, travel all in the same day. Uh, It's been a long day, but a good day because there was high school football. Now, I will point out that uh, while you you might be throwing Coach Edson figuratively under the bus here, (laughs) he may actually literally be under the bus as we record this, uh, which because all three of us were in the same place for the first time probably in quite a long time tonight. talking after tonight's De La Salle-Lincoln game, uh, and Coach Edson was suggesting that he may ride home uh, in the cargo <laughs> portion of De La Salle's bus caravan. So uh, hopefully he makes it back to Concord safely and not in somebody's luggage. But, yeah, I mean, it's after 1 a.m. We're recording a podcast after 1 a.m., and the saying goes, nothing good happens after 1 a.m. So let's see how this goes. All right. So there was clearly no, I mean, if you were following on, uh, on social media or if you watch the streams, uh, I guess it's not on any TV stations in the Bay area, which boo. was indeed a boo. Um, so no joy in Mudville tonight. If you were a Northern California, uh, fan, he had a modern day Catholic of Chula Vista defeated McClymouth 26 to 18 in the two double a bowl that got things started. Uh, McClyman's did lead in that game six to nothing, but never uh, after that. Um, then in the nightcap, we had Lincoln of San Diego uh, also trailing early and then turning the tides and beating De La Salle 33-28. Um, De La Salle had a spirited comeback effort fall short in the uh, in the waning moments, and uh, they were kind of. Somewhat similar games to a degree, you know, both one score losses, uh, both, uh, both McClymouth and De La Salle had chances late, but could not convert. Um, but I guess we'll start with the first game. Uh, you wrote the story for this one, McClymouth against modern day Catholic, Ben, what were your impressions? And then what did you hear from Mac afterwards? Yeah, first, uh, let's, let's do, let's do our customary first reaction and make it a little funny. Uh, the most memorable thing of the game or most memorable part of the game was the official multiple times throughout the game saying that uh, it was McClendon, not <laughs> McClendon's, which, which drew a rousing uh, uh, 
banter in the press box, which was kind of funny. So, um, you know, t- to break this game down is actually quite simple. Davion Thomas had 72 yards. McClyman's had, as I consult my stat sheet, expertly put together for us by the CIF. Thank you, CIF. Uh, McClyman's had 109 uh, as a team on the ground. I would defy you to find the last time JV on Thomas had less than 200 yards personally. So uh, modern day Catholic, and this is something that Mike Peters said after the game, modern day Catholic stopped the run and they knew if they had to become a passing team that they were probably in a little bit of trouble. So um, credit to modern day Catholic for a really good game plan coming into uh Stop McClyman's. Now, I will add that Coach Peters did say that they have illness running through the team. I have a feeling that may be a theme this week. Everybody in America is sick right now, it (laughs) seems like. So uh, where it shows itself the most is on a team the size of McClyman's, right? Like there are 20-something guys on that team. So if guys aren't feeling well, it's not like you can bring somebody in to spell them. That Those resources aren't there. So that played a part, uh, of course. Um, I thought Mac defensively actually made the big plays that it needed to to stay in the game. Uh, Ferrari Miller Jr. had two interceptions. Yes, Ferrari Miller goes on the all-name team for <laughs> 2022. Uh, and, and I thought Mac hung together, even though they did allow 26 points. But um, you know, I think a normal McClyman's team gives up 26 points and they like their chances. So, uh, right. yeah, I don't, it was like you said, it was, it was a little bit back and forth. Um, but credit to modern day Catholic for having the answers when, when they needed them. This was uh, probably, I mean, this was my first time you had actually seen them play before this year yes. and I hadn't seen Mac yet. So this is my, um, my first look at them. And yeah, I mean, I, I thought it's just like you said, when you're, if, especially if you have guys that are ill, a roster that size is just going to have a really hard time against, I mean, modern day Catholic probably had twice as many kids. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's just tough. And, uh, Max got probably 80% of its rosters going both ways. And that's just tough. Um, I, I was really impressed with Ferrari Miller. Uh, opened the game with a pick six and it um, definitely set a, a really cool tone to, to open that game. But yeah, like you said, they stopped the run. And if you can't get JVN going, it's just a, it's just a hard, um, it's a hard game plan after that. Uh, if you're Mac, um, I know. So I know you got a chance to talk to uh, Michael Peters after the game. Did he uh, have anything that uh, we should share? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, if you're a Northern California football pa- football fan, uh, it's the big picture. We asked Coach Peters after the game, you know, this is year six in a row or, you know, interrupted by the COVID year, of course. Um, but the last six years that state bowl games have been contested, McClyman's has been in a game in multiple divisions. It's consistency that you don't see from almost anybody else. In fact, I think they're the only ones who've gone six years uh, straight right now. So uh, Coach Peters addressed that after the game and just how proud he was of his guys in making it back 
for another trip to state. Home of the champ, part of the champ. We never gave up. Um, they did a great job scouting us, shut our run down, uh, made us throw the ball. So uh, they did a hell of a job. How proud of your team are you? Ah, uh, man, just to make it here. I mean, this year, like I said, I mean, we did, I mean, myself, we lost a lot last year for them to make it back. I mean, to make it here six times in a row is a great job for our program, our school, our, our district. So, I mean, what other school can say they came six times? Thank you. In How a row. have you guys done that? How have you made it six years uh, in a row? Man, just, just the, the dedication. I mean, like I said, my guys, I'm proud of my guys just by standing and taking it. I mean, you know, we got our share and gave our share. So, just the discipline, you know. I mean, small school. 280 kids, so I mean, every year it's, it's a battle upfield. So I mean, it's, it's a great job. So I remember when we, when we had our our state uh, bowl preview episode on Thursday, um, which seems like a week ago at this point. I personally asked uh, Mark Tennis of Cal High Sports if we thought McClymans would show better on this on, on the bigger stage. Um, than they did the last time they were here, and he said that he had, they he thought they had a chance to, and I certainly thought they did. I mean, I thought, you know, they were overmatched a little bit, but uh, they definitely, I thought, I mean, certainly the the first time they were here was thirty four to six. So obviously played a one score game, pushed the uh, defending champion to the limits, and uh, I don't remember exactly how much time was left, but they were driving, they were they got into the red zone with with less than three minutes to go uh, and a shot at taking the lead. And it just, you know, a tipped, a tipped ball turned into an interception and, and that was it. So good on Mac heck of a season. They will almost undoubtedly finish in our top five or in our top six or seven uh, in the NorCal rankings without question. So let's move on. Before we move on, I want to say if, um, if this really, there have been some rumblings I've heard from different, people that this could be it for michael peters if it is i mean (laughs) what a legacy Uh, he took over a program that is you know had 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 success under uh multiple coaches but the consistency that he has produced we made him our coach of the year last year for a reason um I always enjoy chatting with coach peters and seeing his teams in action so if this really is it uh, just a fantastic, it bears mentioning, just a fantastic job at a school uh, that really appreciates football and a good football team. So credit to him. I hope it's not. I, I hope he keeps going. Me too. So in the second game, we had De La Salle versus uh, Lincoln San Diego. Like we said, uh De La Salle took an early lead, uh, early in the actually not even that early. It was like four minutes left in the in the first half when they finally got uh, when any team finally scored. Uh, Charles Greer opened the uh, scoring with a sixty-seven yard run to make a seven nothing, and then all heck broke loose. And all of a sudden, in like three and a half minutes, there were three touchdowns scored, and it was fourteen-seven De La Salle at the half. Lots lost the breakdown in this game. It was not the cleanest game by any standard. Um, it was certainly no shortage of excitement. There was explosive plays. There was good defense at times. Uh, there were some really good athletes on the field. We saw some younger players for De La Salle actually step up um, and make some really big plays as well. You could say it was a very 
it was a gutsy effort by De La Salle, but at the same time, I think they know they left place in the field, and they probably are on that bus headed back to the Bay Area, feeling like they definitely should have won that game. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, I think a, a clean, good De La Salle performance probably wins that game. Um, but I, as we were walking to the car after the game, I did say the best player on the field was on the other side. Um, yeah. And that was Roderick Robinson. I mean, he, he, I had the opportunity to walk past him while he was on the training table. I guess you heard from the writers from Southern California that he's been dealing with a hamstring injury the last couple of weeks. Um, and I just had to stop and catch my breath a little bit that he was so big. Uh, he's just a very, very impressive player. He was what we thought he was, what everyone told us he was. Um, and Lincoln was able to move the ball through the air a little bit as well. So uh, credit to Lincoln. I know it's a big deal for them to get that that uh, Division One. What is it? One double One double A, yep. Yeah. One double A brought to you by... <laughs> Pick your battery company, uh, Kirkland. There you go, Kirkland. We passed a Costco on the way here. Uh, it it's a credit to Lincoln. They made the plays when they needed to. Um, and I'm the comment I made to several people after the game actually was that I you uh, you were at the St. Mary Stockton game, so you've seen this before. Yeah. Uh, it's been I don't know if I've ever seen a De La Salle team put the ball on the ground as much as they did tonight. And it's not, it won't be reflected in the fumbles lost category because oftentimes they picked it up themselves, but uh, it just, it, it throws you off rhythm for sure. For sure. They, they had some missed snaps. They had a dropped pitch. Um, they had an actual fumble where the um, Lincoln defender put a helmet right on the ball and it went like, 15 yards the other way. Um, but I don't know. Like you said, Roderick Robinson made a big difference in this game. And uh, he only had 38 yards rushing at halftime, and he finished with 222. Uh, he rushed for four touchdowns. I thought De La Salle had a um, – they got – obviously, I mentioned earlier they had some young guys step up. Toa Faave had a really nice game. At quarterback, he rushed for 158 yards, set a state bowl record um, with his 88-yard touchdown run. That's the longest touchdown run in modern bowl history, um, and that's for any division, not just one double A. So uh, he had the 88-yard touchdown run. He finished with 158 rushing yards. He also threw for 144 yards and a touchdown. Uh, we also saw Derek Blanche, also a sophomore, um, made some big, uh, big catches in the passing game out of the backfield. Uh, Lincoln also becomes the first San Diego school to ever beat De La Salle. Uh, the section was 0 for 6 in its first uh, in its first six tries. So uh, that was also something of note from the game. Uh, I thought Coach Allenbaugh and uh, Derek Thompson um, both had some some good things to say afterwards. And uh, I will give you a couple quick snippets here from what they had to say uh, with Coach Allenbaugh first and then Thompson following. We have a lot to be proud of from where we were, all the injuries that we've had. You know, we got there's a lot of seniors on our team that literally gave all of themselves. I mean, you got guys on crutch, you got guys playing with things that not, you know, 
it's not normal. Um, so you, I think there's some perspective. I think uh, I, th- I think the thought needs to be about what it took to get here and the life lessons and the life bonds that those guys have created. And uh, it's a great group, and they, you know they they reinstilled a lot of culture for us. So I'm I'm thankful for those seniors. Uh, to be honest, I'm you know I'm just heartbroken for them. I wanted to walk. I, th- I thought that you know with their effort they deserved to get that final victory, but you know we just came up a little short. This game it sucks. It's last memory for the team, but life goes on, and there'll be other great things in life. I hope I'll come back to this. I love the school. I mean, this is just. It's awesome. Tonight didn't end the way we wanted it to, but we, they, have, they have a lot of potential for next year. Coach Alamo will get them ready. Well, that's what we got from those games. The um, It's like 1.40 in the morning now almost, um, so we should probably get this wrapped up pretty quickly. Any final thoughts from uh, from this first day or thoughts going forward towards tomorrow where we'll see Ceremon Valley, Pittsburgh, and Sarah? Yeah, one final thought on the De La Salle game. Just want to mention, I, I made a point. I don't do this a lot. I made a point to go shake Derek Thompson's hand after the game. I just uh, He looked like me hobbling around on the <laughs> sideline, and you don't want to look like broken down me. That's a bad thing to do. It's a bad place to be. Um, he had a bloody jersey. He couldn't walk. I mean, the guy had clearly left it all on the field. Just one of the more inspiring performances that I've seen in quite some time. Uh, Wish Cooper Flanagan could have played. Right. um, Because that would have made a big difference today, I think. Uh, Thoughts on the day as a whole? Um, You know, nice to be back at State Football. First time for me since uh, 2017 and first time in Southern California since uh, 2012. I give a thumbs up to Saddleback. Saddleback College, very good. CIF, great operation. No complaints. Hasn't always been the case from us, uh, but very, very nicely run today. Uh, And to segue to what you were uh, mentioning, looking forward to tomorrow. Three good games, three NorCal teams. Uh, If you managed to watch the live stream, you saw that Sarah was, you probably saw that Sarah was in the house to watch De La Salle for a little while tonight. Um, They'll be back in the building tomorrow night to wrap it up against St. John Bosco. But uh, to get there, we've got to, uh, we'll watch San Ramon Valley in the morning or at noon. <laughs> Later today. Later, yeah. I don't, <laughs> space and time escapes me at this point. <laughs> Thank you, Southwest Airlines, for the 90 minutes on the tarmac this morning at Oakland International. I'm not bitter. Um, and in Pittsburgh. Uh, so, Two East Bay schools, schools that we've covered for a long, 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 long time, uh, getting their shot at state glory tomorrow so or today. So uh, it's going to be a busy day and looking forward to it. Lots of good football. Three more games in the season, and then I will ugly cry <laughs> my way to sleep tomorrow night. All right, and as of now, uh, all, both of our stories from today are online, so if you haven't seen them yet, look uh, check out sportsstarsmag.com. Read Ben's story on McClymans, uh, my story on Del Sal, and then we should have the San Ramon Valley story up by, I don't know, 2, 30, 3 o'clock on Saturday. 6 a.m. Uh, Sunday. <laughs> no, no promises, people. <laughs> running on uh, fumes. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, we're going to try and get the stories up throughout the day, not save them all for the end. And then, yeah, we'll have uh, – we'll do one more of these uh, 
in the late late night uh, tomorrow as well or today, like you said, space and time. Um, but you'll hear it Sunday. And yeah, until then, we will talk to you later. I hope you enjoy the coverage uh, so far. Hopefully, Chase won't leave me at Camp Pendleton. <laughs> <laughs> All right.